Hey guys, brand new podcast, and I'm really excited for this one. Did I mention that the Tops Off World Tour is starting January 8th in Oslo, then Copenhagen? No, it's because Oslo goes to Oslo, Stockholm, Berlin, Copenhagen. Copenhagen is, I think, how you say it. Then we go to Dublin, Greece, Manchester, London, Glasgow. Uh, I wonder if I'm saying Glasgow right. I feel like I am. Do you like this outfit? I bet you do. Pretty fucking sick, right? I love this robe and I love this hat and I can never go wear the hat until I got the robe and now I just wear the robe and the hat walking around my house. Tops Off World Tour, we're then back in the States after uh, London. We're doing all the UK, ending in Birmingham and uh, then Williamsport, Pennsylvania, we've added a show. Hershey, Pennsylvania, TD Gardens, we are adding seats. I promise you, I promise you, I promise you. And uh, Tampa, the Amelie Arena, Orlando, uh, Green Bay. I've got a bunch of dates. Go to burtburtburt.com and check out your dates. Let's get to the podcast. It's a great one. Guy really needs no introduction. We talk, we have a good conversation about, uh, mostly about his childhood growing up in um, Arizona. We talk a little bit about his comedy crew, the Sandler Farley uh, rock. I mean, he's got the coolest comedy crew. We talk about that, but it's a great conversation. Skateboarding. Ladies and gentlemen, stand-up comedian, David Spade. This is What part of your back hurts? Uh, it's more my neck, to be honest. For real? If I'm being honest, yeah. Force it. You want me to go more like this? What, uh, when did you, when did you have neck problems? I've got the, uh, Cum Sucker 3000. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know all the names. Okay, uh, my neck started in high school. I fucked it up, so. For real? It's really not. Something that happened because everyone just because I'm old, they think, oh, you're old. But it's more that a combo of being old. But when you have something that already was there, it just sort of gets worse. But I stay on it. Believe me, I put most of my money into it. But Really? Have you ever had surgery? No, I don't. You, know, you don't I, believe in surgery? I don't think surgery is the one. <laughs> I think it's just the muscles are so locked, so tight. I got to find some way to loosen them. But I would. I haven't even done those uh, shots in the neck. You know, oh, uh, stem cells? I have done stem cells. I did but stem cells. I did it once and um, didn't do enough. I sort of believe in that, but I just didn't do enough for me. But I, uh, it's also just the whole lifestyle. It's food. I mean, at a certain point. Wait, you go, what's your, what's your like, what's your, uh, your thing? Like my thing's obviously booze, right? Oh, what's my advice? Like, what's whatever? the thing where you go? I, I wish I could get that out of my life. Um, I don't wish I could get booze out of my life, but like everyone's like, are you a sugar guy? No, I quit sugar pretty much in high school. I was falling down. I was very, <laughs> I was fucking <laughs> fragile, dude. I was like powder. Actually, I was like Lucas. I went out for football. Remember Lucas, that movie? I, I got fucking did. creamed. And the coach goes, get out of here. Like, he was trying to save my life. He basically <laughs> dove over me in a tackle. He goes, everybody stay away. Wait, uh, were you bigger in high school? I was 114. And then I, with full pads, I weighed about 130. But I was trying to go out for varsity. And I just kept getting creamed and i was the opposite i was uh i went to a predominantly uh a very private predominantly fat predominantly school. jewish school but it was a lot of <laughs> jewish kids so I, I say predominantly probably five but that's a lot in tampa yeah. and so uh you're in florida yeah. so i was very i was playing varsity football in seventh grade uh-huh uh or no jv jv in starting jv in seventh grade really and then, yeah and then so i was very confident that i was maybe the best I remember 
being in church, thanking God for my gifts. That is good, though. And then I went to a Cuban school and got lit the fuck up. Uh, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. I'm not. Oh, 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 right. You played, yeah. I went, I'm good at this very small private school, but when yeah, and then were... even baseball, I was really good at baseball. I was like, oh, I'll just make freshman year, and I didn't make freshman year, and I was that's the first thing I ever failed at. That's humiliating. That really rocks you, though, doesn't it? I think I think you need it. Yeah, you need the moment where you look at the list and don't see your name on the list, or that moment where you're standing in line and coach goes, "All right, I'm gonna call out the names." Oh, that's horrifying. Yeah, I had it happen the last comic standing too, and it's, it was it was just as bad. You know, my mom used to say, "These failures, you have to have some failures." And then I said. I've had no successes. And she goes, <laughs> I go, shouldn't it be a mix? And because uh, it was like, got cut from baseball, got cut from football. Uh, didn't try cheerleading, but everyone was sort of inching me that way. Like, <laughs> but I would sit with the cheerleaders and then watch because I had, I had nothing to do. Yeah. And when I, I actually got into a talent show because I saw it when I was a freshman and I said, oh, they're doing like more of a variety show just for fun. And so I said, oh, that might be fun to kill time because I don't do anything else. Yeah. I just skateboarded and no one, that wasn't a panty dropper. I thought it would be, and it was not. It <laughs> might be later. It might be now. Now it is. But it was fucking. Now gaming's a panty dropper. Gross. Yeah. I mean, I, I could have done, I could have done that. I'm lazy enough. I could have done that. Wait, is your brother bigger? My, I'm the, I'm the baby. My medium brother is, no, he's about the same. And then my other brother's bigger and he was like a fighter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like he would fight people. He was taking all the energy from my dad leaving us <laughs> and beating people up. Actually, just trying to survive. We went to a predominantly, I'm acting like that's a word because you said it, uh, <laughs> a, a black Spanish city uh, for a four-year run there. So it was probably 10% white. So uh, we were just bullied, I'll say, subtly. Yeah. And... Um, he and when they said frog, they, they they had games. They'd steal your money. You know, I would just get the shit kicked out by everyone. Yeah, black, white, anyone who was bigger, tougher. I, I was a pretty easy mark. They call it. And so I, but the point is, I would bend and I would do what I was told. Give the money, pushed into wall, don't fight back. Swirly. My older brother would fight him back. Really. And it was that sort of set him off uh, on a path that was tough because he would fight back and defend us too. And then he got known as a fighter. Then he got kicked out of school. And then that follows you. And then then you're known as a problem. And then it was really not his fault. And then he gets, then some gangs, there were some problems with that. And then we finally moved, but he had like a record. And now it screws you up for the next thing because you're going to college and they go, oh, you're the guy that's a problem. And so he just had a tough time after that. And they went into construction because they never like check anything. Really? Yeah. The two brothers. You just show up on the lot and go, hey, I can use that forklift. They go, you're hired. You know, So they don't know background check. No. So my two brothers, yeah. One went into advertising and fashion and the other one is still construction. He's great. So. Yeah. Is it, here's a weird thing. I, I always, I think people on the outside always think, so like if if you have a brother, say, that does construction and then you, people go, oh, do you, do you give him money and stuff? But I have a sister who's a, who works at an organizing company. I definitely don't give her money. Oh, like, like I don't, she's, she's wondering too. Um, one time Tom Hanks, <laughs> she's like, cause this reminds me of Tom Hanks joke that he was, um, you know, height of his career was, he was, uh, doing great. And then his son, no, not his son, his brother was a, a waiter at the improv. So oh, everyone's like, and he kind of looked like, and we're like, he's like, that's Tom Hanks, his brother. And this is a while back. So during yeah. splash, all that, but he's a huge star. 
So he's a waiter and he went to do stand up and he goes, you know, I'm a waiter here at the improv and Tom Hanks is my brother. And a lot of people say, why doesn't your brother just give you a million dollars? And he goes, does anyone know? <laughs> why doesn't he this fucking asshole? I'm, I ask it every day. Uh, so that's, I do help out with the family. Um, like anyone, my brother, my middle brother made a ton of cash, so he's fine, but he's got some beans in his jeans, but you know, it's just spread it out. <laughs> keep it even, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. This makes life easier, I guess. So wait, did, uh, were, were you always, cause like you're kind of the prototype, like the, yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure you know this, but like the prototype is the David Spade character. Okay. Like the, the guy, the, if you meet a guy at a, at a, at a, at a wedding and he's funny as shit. And he just kind of stays under the radar. Oh, yeah. Shoots, okay. Shoots I'll take a that. shot. Yeah. 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 Like you know, that, like, yeah. were you always that guy? Yeah. Whispering jokes with no confidence uh, in school. And when I was in that town, that was kind of scary. Uh, I mean, listen, it's, that's all possibly. I don't want it to be debunked and anyone to look it up and realize <laughs> I had all private schools. But uh, <laughs> there was a run there where it was tough. And then I went to, I went to Scottsdale after that. And that was a little, hmm, it's not still. <laughs> but that was better. It's like, oh, people. So we were the, we were like not, well off but in a good town and anyway, yeah. i really liked it better it was just more fun and uh but when i was in the town the copper mining town we it was a little tricky so i would i was just trying to get along with everyone you know i was just scared every day yeah. so you're going to school scared i'm deciding what to wear because if i get in a fight like i have to have to lose something loose on so by the way i'm losing right away it's more like also <laughs> checking out a scene going Who's going to break it up? <laughs> and they didn't believe in tapping out. You yeah, know? they didn't believe. There was no honor. There was no yeah, tapping out. Yeah, it was just like, I'll day. keep hitting you until the coach comes. So we, uh, I, that was it. And that, then, was a, that was the scary part about being a kid. I'm, uh, I'm a little bit younger than you. Not much, though, I think. And so, but the scary part was that I remember, I remember talking shit to a guy on PE and then, the, I didn't talk shit to anyone. No, but like just being like, because I was, I had this confidence that like someone else, no one's gonna let this happen, you know. And I'm like, I can just, you know, like you'll get away with it. You, yeah, well, no one's I'm gonna like, fight you. Yeah, go fuck yourself. What are you yeah. gonna do? Yeah. What are you gonna do? Oh, then do something. And then the coach is like, do something. Oh, really? And he was like, you guys fight. And then I was like, I remember the. I don't like it. It was the I I had my my, I said only happened two times. One time was in college, and someone and. And someone was like, stop breaking them up. Let them go outside and fight. And then I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. The breaking it up is the part I'm confident about. Yeah. If yeah. you give me 20 seconds, I can get a few punches. People get, don't realize you get winded at about 25 seconds. Like you go with everything and then it's like, God damn, I tired already. <laughs> and that's why when you see UFC fights, you go, they know what they're doing. And even they're tired. They do this all day, every day. But you get a little adrenaline and then it's over. And then I'm just pre-tapping out. When I get in a fight, I tap twice and just wait. And then they hit me and I go, that's three, that's three. I hit, touched. Uh, you have to, you have to stop. Look around, no one's backing up. So it was skateboarding. It was, I was good in school. And so again, not what every woman is looking for um, in grade school, chess, spelling bees, all that stuff. And so I got, I was sort of smart and then it dissipated quietly in high school and then just sort of ended high school with a whimper and went to community college. Really? Yeah. You seem like someone would go to would go to a big state school. That was the plan. What happened with the plan is that I was smart from first grade to eighth grade. And so that was my hook. And then I was in eighth grade going, maybe Princeton, maybe these places. And then in high school, my, bro my brother was cool. 
my other brother, Brian, was still there. So we had three at the school. And so we were kind of cool. And I walked in from a skateboarding accident with two casts on my arm. So the first day you I have Quicksilvers, I have white hair. Yeah, I broke both wrists in a pool. Oh my God, my yeah. daughter Isla did that. She broke, well, she broke one arm and then all right before this cast come up, broke off, she broke oh, the Oh man. And I had the, fun, I, the hardest I've ever laughed in the world. It was when you stole her Percocet? No. <laughs> 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 we went yeah. to, we went to starbucks by our house yeah and i said i got her and georgia a cake pop i said you carry them both and she was like okay she had cake pop in and she, oh, was she trying to get, get to one him? into her mouth and i watched her do it privately silently like oh no uh, and then i was sitting there watching i was laughing so we're in the corner of laurel canyon and, Riverside, <laughs> and i was laughing so hard i couldn't stop laughing yeah. and i couldn't Get my phone out fast enough to videotape it. And she's like, and it was so honest. She's like, stop and help uh, me. And oh. Because you're a prick to the core. You just, oh. you start I'm, rolling. I'm, I'm so bummed that that kid isn't identical. The, here's the thing that your mom said that is right, but is wrong. Yeah. So you need those failures to define who you're going to be. You need them. Yeah. But like uh, Isla got bullied. She was into anime mm -hmm. when she was young and she was very like found her thing and she was oh, the purest no. and, and, and everyone started bullying her about and like being the type of person that would like anime and she just then was like oh, i guess i don't tell anyone anything anymore and then she started closing up yeah, who she was to protect that. sure I, I think that's what happens i was into uh i collected coins uh, and I did show it off to a girl once my mom even was like trying to get me some action she goes okay you got this chick coming over and i had listen showing her the coin collection was not the plan but i have no plan i think it was sixth grade maybe seventh there's no i mean there's plenty of boners happening but there's no how do you get from there to there you know yeah. so i was so awkwardly fucking terrified and her name oh delight cummings her name was delight delight what her name believe was delight it? cummings cummings jesus she was in porn in sixth grade <laughs> Or either that or her mom knew where she was headed. Whitney's like, I guess I didn't have it that bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Whitney going, yeah. Maybe related uh, to Whitney. And she was fucking dropped gorgeous. And she came by, got her. Very hard to get someone without a car. You know, sixth, seventh grade. She got dropped off or whatever. She came over, went upstairs, closed the door, which is a big one. You're yeah. not supposed to close the door. Yeah. And I went, me? I think she was, she acted like 35. She was super hot i was like a baby to her you know and she was like maybe smoking and then i <laughs> and then i go look at these dimes and i pulled out my dime collection i go it's not only dimes but i'm just starting with dimes like don't worry there's more hair because she looked a little glazed over and i go oh no there's half dollars i got all of them i just want to start with it i go that's a 1916 d mercury dime that's worth 125 dollars today not 10 cents you would think 125 she was like Fucking pussy, shoop. <laughs> fucking lit a match on it. I go, well, but I didn't know. I was like, isn't that great? And then um, anyway, that slowly faded to nothing. And she politely excused herself. But had the coin collection, had a Krugerrand, which was gold, ounce of gold. Oh, wow. For a broke, you know, broke kid, sort of got, you know, my, my parents got divorced. So I, I sold all that stuff once to pay bills, had to sell the coin collection. For real? You know, you pitch in, yeah, pitch in. And it was not going to be worth millions and millions of dollars. It was just what it was then, but we had to sort of 
band together. My mom, you know, single mom, two, jo- two jobs, very attractive, sort of pushed the dating to the side to deal with three boys. Really? And I think when you get older, you realize like how hard that is or how much sacrifice. But, you know, at the time, you just want things. You want to keep up with your friends. You want a car. You want. We could not give a shit if she worked all the time. You know, it was just selfish. Just a lesson in like how to grow up and not be selfish. But we wanted things. We wanted food. We wanted money. We wanted clothes that are cool. But it's just, she did her best. And then oh, we get older and you go, oh man, she had it rough. So yeah. very appreciative. She was like the best thing going. Wait, wait, go back to breaking your two hands. You said you broke your two hands. Broke both wrists trying to do an aerial axle stall in a pool, which is not super hard trick. But when you're down deep, a colossal pussy, it's that's when you start going above the coping, that's when it lost me. I'm doing grinders. I'm doing things. I'm doing one wheel, you know, all the shit. But when you have to have the balls to leave and go in the air, it doesn't even make sense. You go, I'm going farther than the top. And then not just do that and then land, go up, land on your axles and then drop back in. And I could, and I did it wrong and I fell backwards to the pool, but it was a skate park. So I hit wrong, obviously. Just hitting was bad enough. I just hit. <laughs> and then I rolled over and they were both cracked. And then it was no sympathy. It was get out of the bowl, get out of there. I'm next. What are you doing? So I had to grab the board and, you know, you got to go up to the shallow end, which is a bit of a strug and embarrassing. And I'm holding my board like this, my Z flex or whatever I had. And then they just, my brother said, what's going on? I go, nothing. Cause he was mad. We just got there. We had two hours. So I walked to the car and I laid on the hood on the windshield and I just held my arms out going, oh my God, it's so much pain. <laughs> and then the skate park guy got my brother and he came over and he goes, what the fuck is going on? And I go, nothing. And he goes, they go, you have to take him to the hospital. He goes, no, I don't. Do I have to take you? And I go, no. He goes, he's fine. And he was somebody goes, it was two hours. We just got there. And we had a Lee car. Do you know what a Lee car is? Uh, Le car. It was like a little oh, yellow car. It's yeah. like Le car. Yeah, yeah. Tiny. Stick shift and oh Z flex, holy shit! That one on the right—that's what you were trying to jump out of a fucking. Yeah, I had power flex uh, wheels. I didn't know you had this. Did I, were you doing shit the whole time? Did you show a copper mine earlier? <laughs> 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 For people that don't know. So anyway, I had a Z flex, and uh, and I landed. I, I think those are Bennett hijacker uh, trucks. So I did that. Fell. You broke. were really into skating. I fucking loved it. And then have, was, did you, have you skateboarded in a while? No. I still watch it on Instagram. You know, I watch all the guys. Wait, but it, you have it, such access to skateboarding. Right, but it's so beyond me now. It's so hard. And they're, what they're doing, the, the good thing of watching these videos on Instagram is that um, I can tell sort of where my weight would be, how hard it is, yeah. like if you know a sport. And so when I see tricks that don't look that hard, I go, that's the hardest one. I go, he's got to go. And I picture it in my head. So I really have respect for that. I still see Tony Hawk sometimes, Mike McGill. There's guys that I used to see. Christian Hasoy. Hasoy was Christian a Hasoy, I, was, he was, I had his board. I, he had a real wide one, like a 10 He had inch. like a hammerhead hammerhead board. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, it was That's like, cool. it was. I remember getting that being like, oh, this is badass. I remember Mike McGill. I had uh, Billy Ruff. Okay. Uh, it was my first board. And, Billy Ruff. But I got I got into skateboarding because of Back to the Future. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, that, that crazy? Was, made it cool. Yeah. yeah, and we had a we had a ramp in Carrollwood at Kai Fernstrom's house. Where's Carrollwood? In Tampa. Oh, oh, oh. And not, so... Yeah. And so uh pull up Carolwood. Uh, the, oh, there's a there's a Hasoy, yeah. No, oh, that was a hammerhead. Oh, you're yeah. right. Your story checks out. Yeah. And then um <laughs> he had the long black hair, right? 
Yeah, Chris and he could do ten foot aerials. Gorgeous. He was yeah. gorgeous. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, and by the way, can I tell you this is going to sound crazy? But I it already sounded gay. Oh. Now it's going to sound. <laughs> now it's going to sound crazy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what did you? What he uh, he DM'd me the other day. No, really. And I was like, oh. you get fans like, peppered out. Huh? He was like, I, I would love to. I heard you talking about me, or, or so, maybe I, I said something with Tony Hawk. And I was, and he, because he had a run in with drugs and then he got really sober. Now he's okay. really sober. I always love those guys that are sober. Yeah. Like Brandon Novak was friends with Pam Margera. Yeah. I texted him the other day because he's like super. I love, I love when you see a guy who's a complete total mess and then they really fix it and yeah. then you're like really see him excel. Yeah. But, um, I didn't know how so I was, yeah, that's great. Christian Asoy is great. Uh, but that was, I got in because of Back to the Future and then was obsessed with skateboarding. Sure. And, uh, it's cool. Well, it, it died out. There was a period. Yeah. Funny if you when you talk to Tony Hawk, he'll tell you it almost went away. He can he can tell you can be like hear his story of when he started losing money, and you go, oh yeah, that's when I would stop skateboarding. Yeah, in in the the weirdest way, you're like, yeah, I stopped in we were in in high school, we all started getting high. Yeah, and we were like, yeah, fuck this. And then in college, I was like, oh yeah, we should get a skateboard. Black Buffalo Zero. I just talked about these guys the other day with uh, my two buddies. There are alternatives to so many things these days that are just like the original, but no one really has put the time and effort into creating a high-quality nicotine-free tobacco alternative until now. If you're 21 and over and you chew, dip, or pouches are long cut, you have to try this tobacco alternative, Black Buffalo Zero. Black Buffalo Zero is everything you love about dipping, the feel, the taste, the ritual, just without the actual tobacco leaf stem or nicotine. The product is actually made from cabbage leaves. You need to try this stuff to believe just how similar it tastes and feels to traditional chewing tobacco. They make a wide variety of flavors, including wintergreen, mint, straight, peach, and even blood orange. And if you're still seeking that calming burn from dip, you can check out the regular product line too. Black Buffalo's founders looked high and low for tobacco alternatives across the U.S. and even overseas, but nothing delivered the same satisfaction or high quality they were looking for. So they decided, let's make our own. Plus, Black Buffalo proudly manufactures their products here in the USA, you can, of course, get Black Buffalo at blackbuffalo.com. But they're also now in stores across the country. If you want to find a store near you, go to blackbuffalo.com and click on stores. I'm telling you, I'm a tobacco guy. There's no better feeling than getting in the bus, getting ready to hear a good story or gossip, and throwing in a dip. But, man, I can't go back on that horse. So this is nice. I get the same smell. I get the same flavors. I get to spit. I get it in, and I and I have a nice. I mean, I have a nice cold beer while I do it too. Are you ready to keep the ritual but dish the tobacco? If so, when you're 21, it's time to get with Black Buffalo Zero. It's everything you love about dipping and nothing you don't. Head to blackbuffalo.com and use the promo code Bird at checkout for 15% off your first order. That's the best offer you'll find, but you have to use my code Bert for 15% off your first order one last time. That's promo code Bert for 15% off your order. Warning. This product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. We are supported by Greenlight District, the Gulf Coast premier hemp dispensary with a wide range of products to suit everybody's needs. Edibles, cartridges, disposable vapes, and more with lab verified purity. Locally owned and operated in Pensacola, Florida. Advocate in local community for cannabis reform. Transparent products and leading by example in terms of regulation compliance. Provide education through podcasts, blogs, and live events, excellent customer service, and easy online ordering. 
We enjoyed some of their blue raspberry edibles, and they were phenomenal. Taste great and and really worked. Head to green-light-district.com and use code BERT20 for 20% off your purchase and same-day shipping before 3 p.m. Central Time. You know, what happened was I had, I had all the components of a cool person. I was... By the way, you're like the coolest dude. I, 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 I thank you. I, 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 no, but I want to know when that shifted for you oh. because I, I like, because there's a bunch of things that I go, they're markers in my life. Like I was cool in high school. Mm-hmm. I was cool in college. And when I got into stand up, I was no longer cool because my body type, my type of person oh, was, wasn't oh, the really? thing that sold. Yeah. And so I was like, I kind of had, it was a nice humbling, but you going into the East village to do a spot and you know, does it sell now? It, I, I think yeah, it does. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but but it's but i've always i think everyone always looks at you as cool thank you uh uh it was more from uh low confidence just like everybody uh going into school and high school this is where it turned for me i had white hair because my hair was blonde it was really long yeah. so that was cool yeah didn't know it um i, I was kind of tan shocking i can't really do it anymore but i was tan. always skin. outside yeah cool, obviously cool because you're young turquoise corduroy quicksilvers um like a kryptonite shirt from my fucking skateboarding days. And then I go to school or an alligator shirt. And the first day, two splints, because my drunk stepdad, who was a doctor, wouldn't put casts on them, even though they're broken. I go, dude, do something. There's no Vicodin back then. There's no as- There's nothing. It's aspirin. I didn't know about pain pills. I was like crying. And I go, I broke them. And he's like, he drunkenly took me to the, do- to the doctor, which was him. Yeah. And he showed me, it. my brother drove me home in the Lee car. And he's like, fuck, all the- I'm going back. So he pushes me out, goes back to the skate park. I'm just like this. My stepdad drives me to the hospital or his office, does an x-ray. I'm over his shoulder with my friend going, um, there's a line through my bone. I'm not a doctor. I'm just eyeballing it and it's broken. And he goes, mm, it's cracked in half. Yeah. You know what? Let's sit on it and see what happens. I go, what are we sit? What's going on? So we go home, lay down to sleep, like this, <laughs> whimpering. If this is closed caption at the bottom, it'd say whimpering. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> and then I then full crying. And then my mom goes, get get something for him next day. So I got splints. Then I went to school the first day. So I have these two splints. <laughs> so I go in. And girls like, oh, pants. So I, um, my brother was cool, and he comes up. He goes, "Hey, how you doing?" Blah blah. And they're all like, "Oh wait, you know the cool guy?" Really? Here's brother. Yeah. And he had like brown hair, but it was all white from skateboarding and being the sun. And then uh, all these girls liked him, so they would talk to me to get to him. But no one saw that. They just saw them talking to me. So then the other kids oh. at my school, because we merged, and it was such a breakthrough, because this could never happen. Five schools merge. And everyone from my school is like, wait, are you, this is a fucking nerd, dude. This guy's a geek. And it, they, it was too late. It, it's too late. It caught it on. happened, yeah. Yeah, everyone thought, oh, this guy's <laughs> cool. Like, no, 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 they, yeah. They changed sell, the name of sell, sell, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I was killing it. And then they were like, no, you don't understand. Deaf ears. No, nobody cared. Because it's all yeah. based on nothing anyway. Yeah. So the coolest guy at our school then hit a wall because he got there. And everyone's like, why is this fucking idiot cool again? And they're like, I don't know. We just follow him around. They're like, yeah, he's got nothing. Yeah. So he's a paper tiger. Nothing happens with him. He plummets. Sell, sell, sell on him. Buy, buy, buy on <laughs> That's me. That's crazy that that yeah. could happen. And then I go, and I'm like, the emoji that goes, Pew. so I, I'm like, cool, skateboarding brother, 
uh, other brother there's a fighter and then they think that's cool they think i'm a fighter because i broke an arm they don't know what's going on yeah. there's a lot of rumors no texting just this like this is great as beginning to a movie it's none, great. because none of like everything's it is you're right it's all in the ether yeah like it's yeah all of a sudden you're cool two cast blonde hair yeah the girls are talking to you to get to your brother yeah. you just you it was like you're the guy the first guy to decide to set up shop and sell jeans yeah instead of go for the gold they liked me and they yeah were like this guy and so no girlfriends that whole time but but at least in the mix i was really in buddy jail friend jail from all four years. Yeah. Like it was, I took a friend of the prom. I got friend of friend, friend zone, friend zone, friend zone. So I didn't get on probation from friend zone until probably, oh, like the last month of, of high school. Some, I had some action. But so I go around and then I do this and then things start to click. So the school plummets. And I always think, who cares? I can get that back in a second. I'm like the smartest guy in the world. Yeah. And I remember senior year, I'd done some talent shows and I was, I was getting more into that now. And then I go into my, my, uh, what's it called? A counselor? Guidance counselor. Yeah. And I've been sort of slacking with her. So I walk in with my feet up. She's like, what are the college plans? I go, mm. I was, I was singing the same tune from eighth grade. I go, thinking of Princeton, maybe UC Santa Barbara, not sold. Um, what do you think? She goes, well, I'm looking at your grades. And if I pull every string in the book, I can get you in the community college across the street. <laughs> I go, Wait, this shit all, isn't that like extended high school? And they're like, yeah. You were dumb, dude. I go, no, I'm not. And they go, oh, they go, where's your proof? I go, I mean, ask around. They go, no, they look at this, you, you're average, and you don't get in. So I go, but what about when it didn't count when I was in grade school? They go, yeah, it doesn't count. <laughs> what about when I went to the state spelling bee champ? What when I, when I was in chess <laughs> state finals? They're like, nobody gives a fat fuck, dude. So I went to community college. And I go, I'll just sweep it there. And I didn't, and it was hard. I go, what's going on? Then I go, I think I'm dumb. I didn't even, and I was so sure I wasn't. And then I go, I got a three, two, five. I was doing cartwheels. I go, I'm going to get a four or maybe I'll get like a five because I'm going to do so good. It'll be like higher. And then I got into ASU after one year of community college. It was so. ASU's Tempe, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's like the border. You just walk right in. Yeah. So I, I go in there and I go, I'm going here now. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then I bombed there so miserably, I left. And then they're like, I'm sort of known as an alum, but I didn't do anything. And I went to a fraternity. And then, so I was in a fraternity. I was doing stand-up. What fraternity? SAE. Oh. So I usually- You are total SAE. Oh, gross. Don't- No, no, you are a complete SAE. It depends. Because some- like I, All some, I knew were SAEs. I-, I so all all the big brothers, we, all our my friends' big brothers were SAEs at Florida, and that's where we went. Was SAE? Oh, SAE was it cool? No, it was cool as fuck. Because you never know. Like sometimes you go SAE and everyone goes, "That's the worst well, one." SAEs globe nationally. They're pretty good. Yeah. Well, I was an ATO, and ATOs touch and go. I think in every place, but prim primarily good. Pike is across the board. Yeah, probably the best fraternity. Sigma Nu was kind of big at ours. Sigma Nu was the brother fraternity. ATO and Sigma Nu had been the same thing, and they yeah. split. And so, yeah. so we had rivalry with Sigma Nu, but they weren't good at our school. You know, the thing is, I don't go crazy about the fraternity, and people rag me sometimes on uh, Instagram. I'm not pushing it hard enough, but I actually don't think it's that good for kids. I mean, I dropped yeah. out because of it, like. A, there's hazing. B, oh, I got hazed there's, aggressively. It takes 99% of your time because I'm a pledge. Like, hey, 3 a.m., get up here and um, bring us some river rocks. Like, what's going on? <laughs> By the way, my mom, my brother got me. And again, my brother was there. Yeah. 
And he's like, you're not. And he went out, but believe me, when I was a freshman in high school, he's like, don't go to this party, dude. Because he, he you know, he's embarrassed me. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. Because other older brothers are. And he goes, dude, no one, freshmen aren't allowed at this party. I go, it's a freshman party. He goes, well, you, you aren't allowed. Don't go. I'm going. So I would, and he goes, you look stupid. You know, like I was like, he was cool. Yeah. So I get to essay, he gets me, I'm an alum, like flounder. Yeah. And so they have to let me in. So I'm like, uh, don't, I don't really see that part. I just feel like I legacy, got it. Legacy, yeah, legacy, legacy, yeah. legacy, by the way. Legacy, it's yeah, a, I'm flounder from Animal House. So they let me in and then they, they do all this shit to me. They make me do stand up all the time. And I remember, oh yeah, they, oh, one time we were doing a work party where they, they haze you. They call you in the middle of the night and go, get down here. Yeah. They used to call him in the middle of the night. And I would go, when I lived, he lived at the house and I go, I would never do this. What do you, what are they doing? You have school tomorrow. He's like, yeah. I got to do it. And then I go, I'll never do it. So they, they bullshit you during rush week. Uh, we're we're going to be your best friends. You're the best guy in the world. That's and the switch, first, first day you sign, they go, Hey, you fucking asshole. Get off yeah. and get me a beer. I go, are you talking to me? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you dick. I'm like, oh, where, where's the guy from rush week? I'm your best friend. And they're like, get the fuck down and give me 20. Oh. And it was like, I go, I was, I was doing pushups going, what's happening? Like, <laughs> this, they scam me. This is all a lie. I think he's bipolar. Yeah. I think something's going, have you guys talked to this? And they're all like that. I go, it's like a horror movie. Oh, I, I remember like a that. Jordan so Peele movie. Yeah. They, they, you're the coolest guy. Rush week, you get your bid, they party with you, they're introduced. This, yes. The Burt Chrysler's a face guy, which is like the biggest compliment. Like, your means you're good looking. We brought oh, you in whoa. to help us get pussy. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. And then I remember they we brought us in that first Sunday when we were sitting down. They're like, these paddles and books behind your back, stand and face the wall. Uh, uh, stare at the light, stare at the light. And you're just like, I remember looking at my buddy Jeff Hartley going, <laughs> the fuck did we do what well, this is not what i signed what up for happened? but you're already in yeah. and you're like well i don't want to i don't want to get get kicked out like sure. and so yeah there i go um a week ago during rush week no one mentioned waterboarding <laughs> and then they're like oh, blah, blah, blah. i'm like what's going on so anyway i'm at a i'm at a i'm at a work party when i get your river rocks come down here yeah. they're spray painting shit on me i'm like they're putting olive oil and paprika on me i go i'm sorry what's going on like <laughs> Am I crazy, everybody? Let's revolt. Let's unionize. We're already a group. We're pledges. We're halfway there. And then we're they, already a group. So my my brother walks around. They're screaming us at the front. I'm in the back row. I like guess. And he walks up. He goes, "How are you holding up?" And I go, "Cause he's acting. You know? yeah. He gets to do it every once. He's got a drink." And I go, uh, "Not good. <laughs> I can confide in you." And he goes, "He goes, fuck. Do you want some ice?" And I go, "Yeah." I go, can I have a sip? He goes, no, no, they'll see. I, he goes, you want some ice? And I go, yeah. And he goes like this, and he goes, hang on. This pussy wants ice! <laughs> and he doesn't want his other pleasure brothers to have ice. I go, I didn't say that part. No, he offered, and then they go, everybody else, push-ups, while this pussy eats his ice. And they give me ice, and I'm like, <laughs> I couldn't give a fuck. They're doing push-ups. I'm like, give me that goddamn ice. <laughs> I loved it. It was the... I know. I it was like slow motion. I was like, quiet. <laughs> and he's like, Rah. and everyone goes, no. And all my brothers go, you didn't fuck this over. I go, <laughs> it would have been a 12 minute slow motion scene. Was, he, oh, he just me, pulled up ice. They told me, they, they told me in a lineup, they were like, one brother came up and was like, hey man, do me a favor. Run in the, run in the kitchen. Run in the kitchen and give, give me a cup of ice water. Big cup of ice water. And I was like, I, I, 
Okay. I don't think I'm allowed to leave the line. <laughs> yeah, <a> part <laughs> of you like, knows it's gone, and you're like, it feels weird. He yeah. goes, no, 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 no. Go, go and get me a cup of ice water. So I was like, are, are you sure? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go yeah. me a cup of ice water. I'm a brother. I'm telling you what to do. Get me a cup of ice water. So I go into the kitchen. Now, mind you, this all happened in the dining hall. I'm in the kitchen. I'm scooping ice, and as I scoop ice, I hear, holy fucking shit. Park Chrysler just left the line to get himself a cup of And now I have a it's full like- cup of ice water. I'm like, how do I present? <laughs> I have to walk out. <laughs> You're like, what are you on going? It's a funny story. No. <laughs> Who ha just was told. Oh. Yeah, I I I but by the way, so those guys were cool guys. My pleasure, yeah. it was all cool. I like some actives, but when I left and I finished, by the way, limping to the finish line. Yeah. They go, You're active now. And I go, So what what's that mean? They go, now you get to do this to people. I go. I don't want to. Like, I just go, <laughs> I'm dropping out. So I dropped out. And then I go, it doesn't seem, that was the big victory that I got to do it to them. And I go, I yeah. feel too bad for everybody because I was doing stand-up. I was working at a clothing store with my brother. You were doing stand-up at the, at the improv? Yeah, I started when I was, yeah, first year during community college. I was doing just some, you know, that's how I started. I was doing open mics and just trying it. just for Because everyone left, all my football players, everyone left. So I was in the community college. So there's nothing going on. I'm looking through New Times and it says comedy club called Chuckles. Of course, stupid name. Oh, so the improv wasn't there yet? No. So I went and did, went to Chuckles and just watched and I was blown away going, these guys, are they just making this shit up? This is so funny. It's like uh, being with funny people. You go, I didn't think I could do it. But yeah. then after a while I go, what if I, because I liked it so much. And then I went and tried it and I tried it again. It was horrible. But I got, I got the bug. And so I want to do it. So I keep doing it. And then I get to ASU now they get whiff I'm doing it. They're like this, get on the fucking fireplace and do your stupid fucking jokes that you suck at. I'm like, oh, okay. Fucking. So I get up there and I do it. And then they have me do it like all the time. And they're like, this is the same shit. You did it. I go, yeah, get used to it, dude. Wait till you see my hour. I'm going to be doing that for 10 years. So anyway, I, it's hard to get better. I'm doing, I have no time and I'm at the clothing store. And then I, uh, I finally drop out. And then I go, I was making 80 bucks a week doing, getting 20 bucks a set. So I said, that's enough. I can leave now. I'm on my own. And I went out. It wasn't. <laughs> Narrator, it was not enough. <laughs> uh, not enough for a little booger sugar. No, I was, uh, I was just trying to like pay bills, drive my old Volvo and just get to these gigs. And uh, it slowly got up. 20? I was probably 19. Yeah. Really? And so I quit early, quit school early. My mom was like, oh, but. She likes, she was like, I like that you like what you're doing. So even if you don't make any money, you like it. So that's a victory. You like it at least. It's hard to do as a parent. Yeah. It's really hard to do. It's hard to, the things that I was, the things that I did, like my daughter just got a septum piercing, you know, in the middle of her nose. Yeah, I know. And Interesting. You're spo- yeah. When did you uh, rubber stamp that one? Uh, <laughs> that happened be- before, before she told you? Uh, before she told me she came home for Christmas. And she had it? And she had it. And I was in Alaska, and she was FaceTime. Is that her? No, no, oh. I don't. Th- I, I, Which one's her? <laughs> not, not. <laughs> that thing. Yeah, I've seen. It. It's called a bull nose or something. Yeah, yeah, I see. And uh, and you want you? I know the thing you're supposed to do is support your child, but you want to be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, that's tough. And so, like, uh, so it, it, if if Georgia was like, I'm dropping out of college to start make uh, making dream catchers. It's what I love doing. I'd be like, no, you're not. No. But so for a mom to go like, no, 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 stand up, which by the way, at the time was not a, a fucking cash flow. Sure. I mean, there, no one who was doing theaters when you. Oh, Leno. 
Oh, that really? was it. Oh yeah, I know what you're saying. We're in the same boat because we're close to the same age. But it was, by the way, I told Colin Quinn, I go, remember, I started. Remember, there was no comedy scene in Arizona. He goes, Why is there one now? Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's something. This was like a sports bar has a Thursday night, yeah, and then this has like music and comedy, and then so you do all that just to scrape together something, but no one's doing it. So the one of the times I I got some action and uh, I did a comedy contest at ASU. But I got some action, even though I got third place. I think it was the first time I realized that a, a female who was a knockout was like, oh, she just like, I was doing something out of the box. Yeah. Like that means something. And I go, I got third. I had to remind her, I go, if we're having sex, you know I got third. I just want to get that up front because I don't want complaints <laughs> later. Like you said you won. I didn't say I won. You were there. And so she, she, we, we fooled around and I was like, oh, because you know how like you can like a girl for a talent now. Like you can like someone yeah. else. You go, oh, they're really talented or somebody wouldn't be your type. You're like, oh, they're good at something. Anything. That is crazy. That is crazy. Like Ginny uh, Garofalo. Yeah. I've always been attracted to her. Right. Because her stand-up. Yeah. She, she, if someone's good at something. She's, I remember seeing her when I was deciding to do stand-up, getting out of college. Yeah. And she did her half hour. She was like. She was like, and the joke was, it's it's such a, now that I do stand up, I listen to the joke and it goes, uh, the other day I was, um, I was making out with my boyfriend in this pickup truck on the side of the street. And I thought I'm, I'm 35 <laughs> and I just, and I, and, and it's, and it, I, it just made me laugh so hard because it was so different than the stand up I'd seen. setup punch or whatever. Yeah. To this day, I, st I find her to be so like, uh, sexy in the word of like what the de definition of sexy is just the should be, coolest yeah, fucking yeah. thing. It shouldn't have everything everything combined. everything yeah. yeah and uh do you uh, ever see her on the road or you ever talk to her i have i had one moment with Janine. I, we did uh we did a really fucking weird thing for CISO at montreal one year mm -hmm. and she went up first and she was awesome she talked it was all off the top of her head it was all stream of consciousness and it didn't go over great but i loved it i'm i'm in the back as a fan going like this is fucking and this is awesome mm -hmm. i go up i bomb with, with like, like legit material. I love how comics are so casual to tell yeah. when they bomb. Oh, I bomb. Yeah. And I go back in, and there's a big party, like a CISO party in one room. And Janine is sitting, and I apologize if she hears this and has a different recollection, obviously. Yeah. She's sitting in the makeup area on the floor off to the corner by herself, kind of like curled up. And I go, Hey, what are you doing? She's like, I'm just embarrassed. And I went, What? She goes, I don't want to go in that room. I did so poorly. I go, You're, you're Janine Garofalo. Like, you're like, I mean, you're like the coolest fucking person in all of the, the only reason I'm doing this set is because you were wow, on it. Wow, that was nice. And I was like, I was like, Janine, you did not bomb. I said, you are fucking brilliant at what you do. Yeah. Even when you think you, bom that you bombed, we were all sitting, all the comics, all the CSO people, we were howling yeah. fucking laughs. She goes, for real? I said, we were crying laughing. I said, please come into that room and hang out with everyone. I go, the only reason we're here is because of you. Like everyone's here. And if you go in that room, energy changes and she went into the room and everyone's like janine you crushed and she was like no i didn't no i didn't yeah. but you know deflected sure. but she is so i know what you're saying but you know it's nice that the, that you finally see her and you get to say nice things like that because that means a lot it means a lot when someone does stand up and they they uh think you're a good stand up and uh i remember I was doing, oh i actually janine and i i think because she was on snl for a little bit with me and i think that we got hired to do a uh, naval academy you know great everyone's got a gig story I swear I think it was Janine. Again, I apologize why I, why I think it's her. But it was funny because they said before, you cannot swear. You can't say anything. You can't say F-U-C-K. You can't. 
this has to be a clean show for our cadets, like 3,000 people. And at the end, you meet with the general and they decide if you were clean and good and they will give you your check. I was like, not the good part, <laughs> but if we're clean, we yeah. get paid, right? Yeah. Because you never know if you're going to bomb. You can't get mad at that. So I go on. I do all right. And then Janine says fuck accidentally in one of her jokes. And she goes, oh, my God. And everyone goes, ooh. And she goes, I can't say that. Now I'm not getting paid. And she goes, oh, my God. Do you guys know I can't say that? I didn't even mean to say it. And then she goes, well, fuck it. I don't give a fuck anymore. And then she said fuck. She just did a regular act. Yeah. Like a dirty act. Uh, clever. But, you know, just said it a lot. And then. I think they still paid her, but I was like, Janine, <laughs> you're not going to get your 50 bucks or whatever we were getting. Yeah. You're not going to get it. And I had to go meet with a guy and he's like, some interesting stuff. I was like, just give me the fucking money. I don't need a breakdown of my act. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks. I know. Give it to me. Uh, so anyway, that Janine, that's a good story. I also went on the other night thinking of stand up, and I did the store and there was a joke. There's a joke I do that didn't do well. But at certain point, you have to say, I like this one. Yeah. And when it doesn't do well, like really gets crickets. It's funny how it's still to this day you can go, how am I that far off? Now, this isn't my crowd. Now, if I do it my show on the road, if I'm on tour, if I do that and it really bombs, I'm like, okay, something's off because these people like these throwaway jokes. These people supposedly like this and that. But the store, I was doing good. That's the weird part. And when you have one that just... You go, did I say it wrong? Like, yeah. what just happened? And now you can't stop thinking about it while you're saying your other jokes. You're like, I have to stop thinking about this. I got to just, but I had to remember like dog ear it. Like, when I get done, I have to go back and go, what happened? But the decision to keep it in because you go, no, fuck, I like that. And I swear to God, I'm going to see Bert or I'm going to see Rock. Someone's going to be there and go, I love that one. And That's you go, the one. That's yeah. it. Okay. Because I'm not crazy. Someone's going to like it. I, I was talking to Louie the other day and he said, he went and watched my set, and I had this one joke that was kind of working, uh, and it's not, it's not one of my special, but <clears throat> we get done the show, we're having a drink backstage after the show. He'd gone up before me and then ran to the back to watch me, oh, which cool. is the fucking coolest. We get done, and he's like, uh, can I give you some notes? And I was like, oh, oh. please. And he was like, I love the deaf child joke. And I went, really? He goes, I love Ooh. it. And I went, I didn't realize what happened, because the second he said he loved it, from that moment on, it started bombing. Oh, really? And I realized, and I said this to him on the phone the other day, I was like, I realized what happened is the second you said you loved it, I realized I got gold in this in this stream. Let's let's excavate the entire fucking stream and see how much oh. gold's in here. And he was just going, no, there's a little bit of gold. You did it. Leave it there. Oh, you and fattened so it up? I fattened it up oh, so much boy, that it yeah. turned into this I've big thing. That. And then right before the special, I was like, I bailed on it. because so I was like, I don't know what Louis out of his fucking mind. And then just gone back to the basics. I went back to the very basics and I made it very quick. And I said, he goes, yeah, 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 yeah. You, you fatten it up. He goes, you just need to keep yeah. it skinny. It's better skinny. And I went, yeah. God you know, sometimes you go, that joke is only one laugh. It's yeah. a good one. But then you try to mine some more out of it or run with it. And have you ever done something where you're doing so good on the road? Now you start tagging a bit. Now you're tagging it. Yeah. Now it's got eight tags and they're killing. And then you go somewhere and you don't do well. And I'm like, I'm doing the tags. And I'm like, oh, wait a second. <laughs> Let's just get back to the regular joke because these were just, you know, gravy on top of a, it worked. You have a good crowd. So you just keep going. They like everything. And then you get caught in these tags. I'm like, I'm in a vortex of tags. I got to get out. Like just cut your losses. I, I was in the position where I would start when I first started telling the machine story, I was pot committed to a 13 minute, 15 minute bit. 
That's that's a long goddamn. At the end of a show. Yeah. That's when people are like, we should just go get our car. <laughs> and you're just like, well, the machine. Oh, pull the car around. Yeah. And I I remember that so distinctly going like the feeling of going, I have so much more to say. And it's none of it's working. Oh, it's not working at the beginning. I was doing I remember when I was doing stand-up and I and I and I and I start out bombing. And one time I go, guys, let me tell you something. If you don't like the first three, you're not gonna like the last three. <laughs> this is kind of what I do. So if these three up front are not even close, just go. Because it's all about like that. This yeah. is how I think. This is my style. So if you don't like it, pull out. But I it's crazy because when you say we started that was just Leno. I remember oh, theaters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go back to that. I remember when I started featuring, I remember thinking, I will never get to headline because you guys were all the headliners, all the improvs, and no one was doing Oh, theaters. you're right. You can't break into that. And yeah. I was like, I was like, so wait, how do I get a chance? Because I was I remember looking at the lineup and it was like Patton Oswald, Sarah Silverman, David Spade, uh, Norm McDonald. Oh, right. And that was the headliners at the end. That was a that was a sprinkled through a quarter and then you had jay medicine hat you had all these guys that are like people you'd never heard of uh, the Kate raging cajun <laughs> no but they murder oh sure i mean like i remember watching i mean people to this day will say the raging cajun uh i forget his real name but the raging cajun <laughs> is the hardest like there's there's motherfuckers and then today i'm so i'm so glad that i got that through i got through the the beach at normandy yeah. that i got through omaha yeah. and i'm just sitting by the bunker right now holding my rifle mm. going how long until this is over yeah. because i saw uh john morgan that guy fucking murders his wife won the lottery so he doesn't need money he doesn't do wife, stand up anymore he does stand up he does stand oh up. He, should, he should his yeah. wife won the lottery and so she said what do you want to do for a living he goes stand up and so he does stand up and he doesn't care about money so that clubs will pay him you know whatever, whatever. Yeah. and he's got millions of dollars at yeah, home yeah yeah so um i know comics like this that would they just crunch on the road man. Dude. it's unreal yeah so what you're saying is like the improvs i love the first san diego improv mark anderson ran it i love I mark, anderson. mark anderson opened he was the owner he mark anderson, that? Is, is mark anderson the guy that yeah he's okay. never but he was great he he's, was great he, he liked me he put me on i was there with the funny boys i think i did a guest spot he said come back and, and uh open and then i did um dave becky was the manager love dave becky and then i did i've never met dave becky for real isn't that crazy oh he's a great guy yeah never there's a what i'm always i've always been the on the outside of the industry i think yeah you know i, I haven't crossed your path a lot and yeah. and uh you know we all do different things but the when you just see comedian comedians it's just fun to see regular old comedians again yeah. and uh i did the improvs irvine i loved and i never you're talking about theaters I only remember Leno because I went to drop off a VHS tape to somewhere because he was doing Grady Gamage and I wanted to open for him. It, you know, went nowhere because I don't even know if I gave it to the right person, but I was just trying to scramble. And uh, now I didn't know there was something almost really bigger than headlining other than adding shows. You know, you do the improv and they go, do you want to add a night? Yeah, I, it? That, was, that was all there was. And that's where the money was. You're like, oh, oh, that, that means I'm doing well. But I was also doing a, a TV show or something or a movie. So I go, it wasn't number one. But suddenly I realized Alex, one of my managers, said, you should do theaters. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can commit a year to that. And he goes, just pull out if you get something. I mean, it's so fickle now, especially with COVID. There's, I don't like to cancel, but they said, no, it happens. So you're doing big theaters uh, and Tom. And then, of course, 
Nick, there's so many people that do theaters. And I go, yeah, I want to, I just want to see what it's like. It's just different. Wait, have you, you just did the I fucking just, Amelie Center in, in Tampa. Right. But I just Amelie. started up a year ago. So I haven't, I was always doing improvs. And so we said, let's get with Outback. Let's book a tour and let's oh. just see how it goes. So I yeah. don't know what I sell. I go, let's just try it. Have you released, have you done pre-sale yet? No, I did the tour. I did it this year. It's, oh, you it's just, almost oh, done. You just, and now yeah. I'm going back. So going it back? was super what fun. Did you, like, did you like theaters? I think you're perfect for fucking theaters. I did like it. I, I You know what? It was about 2,500 seats, let's say, 2,500. And it was sort of perfectly set because we'd fill them up. Sometimes we'd add a show. I don't even want to add a show. Really, I'd really go back a year later. I don't want to go stack them too much or do two in a night. Well, I get too burned out. The money's way better for two in a night. Of course it is. Of course it is. And I, I believe me, I've already been yelled at. Yeah. But then I go, I'll go back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else gets mad. They're like, what are you, are you getting out of your mind? But then. I can't imagine being a promoter with a theater, theater act who doesn't like doing two in a night. I know. like. They, Be, all the money is made on this second show. Because they go, you know, you'd, you'd it'd look good because you'd stamp added show second yeah. show i go i know but i'll do it another year later and they're like what the fuck is wrong with this guy so then i went out with sam you know what tom used to do tom would go into dallas where he could play yeah. he could probably play an arena yeah. and he would do a theater uh-huh. and he'd say one show on saturday but he'd tell them clear your weekend oh he yeah. go one show on saturday and they go great we sold it out and he goes okay add a show on friday and go great we sold it out and he goes add a show on thursday they go great we sold it out add a show on sunday they go great we sold it out and he goes now let's start adding second shows on the night God damn. And then he would clean six shows. Ugh. Now, now he does just strictly arenas, he but can, that's work though. I mean, it's at a certain point because in between shows is where it's like not depressing, but you you come down from some sort of energy from the show, and then you're waiting, and then they got to flip the room or the theater, and then you're waiting, and then you gotta then they go, we're gonna start late, not everyone's in, then we're gonna throw one opener up, then we got the other one, and now I'm almost asleep, and you got to jack it up again. And get out there and do an hour or so. And now you're like, fuck. And sometimes people get tired. Uh, but I, I get the idea. I, get, I understand money. I understand it all. I, I might do that in the future. Just right now, I wanted to get a feel for it. See what the burnout factor was. And then I, I'm still going. I'm going to Wisconsin. I'm going to a lot of places I don't really do. That's a good thing. You know, you go out and do pockets. But don't you run out? Do you run out? Or do you get a bus and go smaller? Oh, what do you mean run like out? A, like you do the Ryman and Nashville, which is a great one. Mm-hmm. And then the next time, maybe you get a bus and do Chattanooga and you do um, smaller no, markets so, <clears throat> with, with great audiences, but they don't get hit all the time. So, yeah. So what I like, well, I do two things. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I, my agent's uncool with this. And that's, yeah. we have to live, we live with that. So I go, my first theater tour, I did major markets. Yeah. And then my second theater tour, I did outside major markets. So okay. I did, so instead of, uh, and, I, and, and I would also do major markets, but I do Chicago and I do a theater and then I do everything around Chicago that I could. Yeah. And then the next I'm that doing- That you're legally allowed to do. Yeah, yeah. That I'm legally don't allowed. know that. Yeah. They, you can't go too close <laughs> to another gig and bump it. And so, and then, and then this tour I'm doing tops off world tour that starts in January in Europe. And then it, I'm doing just a- Europe. I'm just arenas in major markets, so like Tampa, Boston, Milwaukee, uh, Tempe. I'm doing the Mullet Arena. I'm doing three shows there. We're in Tempe. Yeah. What arena? Mullet Arena. You think you, you said Mullet? I said, and mullet. I don't know about it. I said Mullet. Pull it up. Mullet Arena. The in- one thing you don't fucking pull up. <laughs> the one thing we want to see. 
I did Gamage. Gamage is great. That's no, I haven't played it actually now, but I played it when I was starting out. Mullet is it's a hockey. Oh, ring. hockey. Yeah, I just did some hockey with Sandler. That's, That's what I, was I just told you that. I said you just did Emily in Tampa. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah I talked to Judd, and he was like, Ugh. he was like, yeah, I just did it with Spade. Yeah, great yeah. time. But I don't do those on my own. So this is Sandler. You can do these on your own. We have different. Um, you know, Sandler. Sand, okay, so, I mean, this will get super in the weeds. Sandler does the. <laughs> these are these are minor league hockey arenas. Right. Which minor league hockey arenas are would be the equivalent of you adding a second show. It doesn't. You know, it's funny because it doesn't. It doesn't have the oomph of saying you're playing like Staples Center or where the. No. Yeah. Where the wizards play you know you well, get yeah. the basketball team you go you know the uh squirt cats uh we're playing that and they're like the what and i'm like it's they're the, the hockey team the, but they're the best they've got gyms in there yeah they've got great showers great facilities oh it's great and they give you a jersey yes the team shows yep. up i mean i love they're that energy it. i love that energy of america like that's my favorite part of america that's why we do minor league stadiums yeah like when we do the the fully loaded because i love the i love that fucking thing well, first of all, they're more appreciative that you yeah. come to their town. Second of all, they're exactly as good as any other fans. It's just they don't get the traffic of, like, they're not near a major airport. Or, yeah. And that's just the way it is. So what the fuck is He's this guy doing? Moving oh, you camera. have to move it? Oh, did I go out of frame? <laughs> so we, so we Stay on me, guy. Yeah. But that's the... Uh... But that's the business model is, is you can go into big markets and you can go into small markets and then... Then you can do uh, like one full arena tour where you're doing the big markets. And so that's tops off is this fall for me. And then we'll go into fully loaded. You got to come to a fully loaded date. Fully loaded is the name of the tour. It's fully loaded. You know, fully loaded. I bring 10 comics with us. We oh, I didn't know that. We all get on a bus. We do minor league. We do minor league stadiums. We're doing. Uh, he, pulled up, he pulled up the we're, Herbie fully we're loaded. closing out this year at the Gorge. <laughs> Well, a Nikki went out with you for a little bit. Yeah, Nikki I, went out. I, I would so see, that was us at Fully Loaded. I would see you at a couple places uh, on the tour when you're doing uh, outside. Oh, they're funny. Was shit. it racetracks? Or were you doing we Nikki? did a racetrack. We did Thunder Valley, which was fucking crazy yeah. because they'd, they, Shane Gillis went out and started singing uh, Rocky Top and the whole place started uh, doing it. Fun. And then when Joey Diaz came out, they started stomping because it's Thunder Valley. Yeah. They stomp on the things and it sounds like thunder and you're in a valley. It's how it was fun. like I get chill bumps thinking of everyone. It was, I'll say everyone had the greatest experience because yeah. I mean, it looks like when it's fun like that. When you're on the road alone, it sucks when you're you know on the road. But when you get a few pals with you, or you get some good comedians, and then you're all fucking around. I went and saw Rock and Chappelle last night. Actually, I just wanted to talk to Rock about something, so I had to leave. But I went saw him, and then I went into the forum, and I was like, holy shit! It's like a whole thing because forum were they in the rounds? They were in the round. So I don't know how they do that. That's fucking great. And it looked like fun. I think Donnell was on. Um, Donnell, uh, 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 Rick Ingram. Rick Ingram was on too. Yeah, yeah. Rick Ingram. Uh, all those guys are great. They were doing good. And then, but Rock, there's, you know, people backstage, there's Chappelle's. It's just crazy. It's it's so much commotion. Yeah. And they're like big dressing rooms. But I was like, dude, I'm going to get out of your way because don't you want a second just to think for a second because too many people around. Is it not like that with Sandler? It is, but it's a little quieter because we're on the road. I guess it's because they were in LA. Yeah. But when we go on the road, it's just us, and we don't really let a lot of people come back. So we just go in his room and eat and then watch football or whatever because he has the biggest dressing room. We just fuck around. And we're all rotating. Like, I'll go into a week. I don't think I got Tampa, or maybe you I did, did but I, uh, uh, I've done Tampa recently on my own, and then I did it. I jumped on his tour. And when I was saying what his tour is, he's... They were like 8,000, some were four, some were 12, but the bigger they are, it takes a second 
to adjust because at least he had screens. So you can see smaller. Because when you're doing smaller jokes, but it's such a, people are yelling Joe Dirt. They're yelling shit. And it's, if there's any silence, someone yells. Uh, yeah. That's hard. Yeah. You, you want them you to have be, to keep, you have to keep, stay on them. And, you, and when you hear stuff, you have to fucking barrel through it. Yeah. And you can't, if you answer one guy, it then becomes, they go, oh, we're doing this now. We're going to, and a lot of these comics right now, and I understand, are putting crowd work on Instagram. Have you noticed this? Yeah. TikTok? Yeah. And I understand people at home because you don't. Right now you're talking to Mark Norman. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, this guy. Uh, So, so uh, they, they yell out, but what it is, is because you don't want to burn your act out. I think so. Mark Norman's very fucking quick. So you can say any rights all day long. So they go, uh, they go, uh, Kanye West and he's got nine Kanye jokes. We rattles them off. What happens is, and 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 that's his thing and i'm not i'm not going to stop him from doing his thing and sure. i won't critique it i won't He's say good a word at it, yeah. but it does happen where people go people think well mark's mark's a great comic bird's been doing it longer i bet i could yell out crazy shit and he'll right say it. i want to be a part of it yeah and you're like and and but for me they they yell out i get the stuff that you get where it's uh i don't get joe dirt but i get like kool-aid and right and or like two bears references yeah or uh, the machine, I get that. I'll tell it, I'll tell it. Yeah. But uh, it's hard because it stops momentum, it stops flow. And these comics that do it online, which I understand, and I'll, I would probably do it because you don't want to give away your act. You're working yeah. on your new hour, which is very special. You don't want it to get out there, but you want to keep momentum of people seeing if you're funny. And it's a world of now TikTok and Instagram where you have to get these out and they, they need to see you out. Mm-hmm. But the accumulation of all of them makes people psychologically go, oh, people are yelling at clubs again. And then you go, that's not really the point of that, but that's the, the offshoot of it, which sucks. Oh, yeah. there's Sandler's tour, yeah. So show up, pull up uh, Adam Sandler Tampa. That was fucking beautiful. That was one of the coolest things. Everyone I know went to that. I grew okay. up in Tampa. Everyone I knew went to that show. And then, uh, and people were sending me pictures because my, I think my show is at the Emily Arena. Okay. And they were like, oh my God. Like that was cooler than me performing at the Emily Arena. Yeah, was people that I grew up with. Yeah, being at Adam Sandler's show. Yeah, seeing I was going to play the same venue, and then I got everyone hit me up. They're oh, like, "Oh, it's fucking dude, you've made it." And these I was venues like, are huge. If you can fill these places up, it's unreal. He does a whole thing. Sandler's got like video screens, got guitars. He puts a spotlight in the crowd. He I would love to. I would love to get scenes. in the weeds with what his fucking overhead is. You would know more because now you do it. Like, yeah. there's a eighteen wheeler out front and. It's crazy. There's so much shit going on. So I want to know. I want to like. I would. I would, would want to go. At, do you own your screens? Do you oh, own your yeah, stage? Like I, all that stuff. I, yeah. I'm so fascinated by, by. Well, it's such a. It's like now what we. I think with the point. The whole Look thing about theaters we're saying picture. is so many people do theaters now, and I'm, I'm shocked because it's a whole new world. Like it's a big deal, stand up. Yeah, it it really is kind of crazy that that many people do theaters. Considering when I started, I remember. I remember seeing it. Like you see, I remember one time I fell off a waterfall and I had to climb out of a ravine, 210 feet. And I remember thinking, now I'll never get out of this. I I may never get out of this. Uh And I had to do it on my hands and knees because my legs didn't work. And I I remember that only other feeling I had was when I'd see like you, Rob, Mm -hmm. everyone was doing improvs. And I was like, I remember this is a a callous thought, but I was like, those guys are healthy. They're not dying anytime soon. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I'm not that much younger than them that I'm gonna have like they're not going anywhere. They're all going to be here. So those forever. slots are full. For yeah, those a long slots time. are full 
in perpetuity for my yeah. lifetime. Yeah. Like I'm not if I was 17 and starting, I'd go, mm. oh, I'll have my shot. They'll all be retired. But I was like, fuck, I'm never going to be able to do that. And then I, I didn't. And then comedy started blowing up because of you guys, mm -hmm. because of all you guys were so talented. And I mean, it, you you might have the coolest comedy click ever. Wow, that's nice. No, say. but you know that. I mean, think of the comedy clicks that they that they've had. Yeah. You got like, uh, I mean, the, one of the coolest comedy friendships ever, obviously, is Bob Newhart and uh, and uh, Don Rickles. That's yeah. the coolest. Yeah. Like, but you get like you get like the Kinnison Dice that that yeah, era. Yeah, yeah, like okay. they're like, but your comedy click. I've I think I've said this to you before, but you define you guys define so much of our personalities. Like you sp like I was saying to someone that I've I've played every care I've been every character in Caddyshack throughout my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm Rodney Dangerfield right now. Yeah. But uh <laughs> But I, but like you guys, when we were in college trying to figure out how to be funny, mm -hmm. we were like, we'd watch your movies and go, oh, that is the way to be funny. The way, same way kids did that with Borat. Sure. So we would just copy what you guys did. Well, what we did, I mean, Aykroyd, Belushi, uh, all the guys, Bill Murray, Chevy Chase. Was like, that your, was that? Yeah. When you'd watch Animal House, you'd watch. Caddyshack and Stripes and all those, you know, there's a million movies, Animal House and blah, blah, blah. You just watch them. Vacation was great. I mean, yeah, I was I was a comedy movie junkie like everyone else. And you just talk to your friends about them and talk. And when someone would come to me and go, we used to watch your movies. And it hit me. I go, if that's anything like what we used to do, then I see why it means it's so much. Everything. It's everything. When you're it's growing. everything. It's like the fact I said, to, I said this on a podcast the other day. I'm, I don't know. I'm sure to get back to you. They're like, what's your biggest? I don't know. What's your biggest accomplishment in comedy? I said, I don't like all. None of that matters. I go the in, the relationships you make. Mm. I go the fact that I can get I get voice text from David Spade is a <laughs> mind blow. Like like it's yeah. the and but the fact that you're because you don't have to be a nice guy, mm. you know. Like and, and that's you don't have to answer this question, but I'm sure your comedy heroes came back to the place they worked, and you mm. were working there. Yeah, and I bet there were times I've heard you know, not so nice things about certain people. Sure. And I go, you you could have been one of those guys and you weren't. Norm could have been one of those guys and he wasn't. Sandler could have been one of those guys and he's not. Every rock could have been. None of you guys were cunts. Yeah, I think it might might be because of, a, you know, we realize it's, it's a lot of luck involved and then you're just glad you have a job you like. And then all the comics, you, you were, you've been every step of the way. I was an open micer. I was this, I was the MC. So it's hard to shit on everybody when you go, it was exactly me and you can make their life worse and ignore everyone or you can be better. But usually comics get head nods high. They're always my friends until proven otherwise. So I will always start by going, hey, 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 anyone backstage at the comedy store, anyone on the road, anyone says they're a comic, even if I don't know them, start out cool. And then if they're not cool, then, you know, you fade out on. But overall, it's sort of like a fun group knowing you're all just in this uphill battle together yeah it's i mean it's crazy how what time is it? i know you got to get out of here at noon and it's we're coming up on noon yeah. we'll, i'll i will wrap this up this is like doing a second show we'll do it again sometime yeah we'll do it again sometime <laughs> yeah we'll have a second show <laughs> by the way the second show will get better numbers <laughs> <laughs> is that what happens you do a city and then you come back I, that always baffles me because so everyone's coming again but you say i got a new hour is that yeah, what the I trick? Do a new hour every year so the trick is you do it they like it they tell their friends mm -hmm. and some people missed it obviously they can't do every night so those people come that missed it. And then the same people go, oh, I'll come again. It's different. 
yeah. but I liked it, but I'll come again. So you, you don't double it, but you, you pad it more. It's I write a, I write a brand new hour. So I'm writing a new That's hour right now. That's the fucking I, hard part. This one's been hard. I, cause, uh, you want it to be as good. You don't want people to go, eh, I like that. Yeah, but it's not going to be, I mean, I think, I think they know <laughs> that it's, that it, that towards the end of your tour before you shoot specials when it's like, Boom. Singing, yeah. Yeah, oh, I mean, really. Changes almost nightly where you add a tag, you add this, you think of something on the road, and it starts to get changing. Because Rock was saying, he goes, I'm going to do a million fucking dates. But he goes out, he like will bust his ass in clubs for a while just to hone it. And then that could be a special. But then he starts doing it, and it's changing slowly by the time he shoots it. It's almost, Sandler did that. It was, when I saw the special, I'm like, it's like when I was on the road with them, it's changed 50%. Yeah. He's throwing shit out, adding stuff, and then you just go, you could have had a special at the beginning and almost a new one at the end. Well, the uh, Chris, there's so much to unpack in that statement. Chris works bet, more interesting than any, on any of us. He's the most interesting worker mm-hmm. because the way he does it is he literally, I mean, I mean, it's fine to say, I think, but he literally puts absolutely no energy into the jokes in clubs mm-hmm. to see if the words are working. And then once he gets it, then he takes it in the theater and then he puts his Chris Rock spin, like a on, spin it. on it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Interesting. Sandler, I heard he does an hour 45 yeah. and, and he does stand up, then he does music. And yeah. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. By the way, that was my, that when I started stand up, I was a guitar comic. I was a, you were. because of Sandler. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I was like, I can play guitar. I'm, funny i can rhyme words and and i did it and then i got beat up because of it and so oh, you're a, uh, uh, one of the songs was too pe- funny oh really yeah and the and comic the, got mad or who no, got mad? no not comic it was my fraternity house yeah oh my and God. so um <laughs> but uh but but what was it what was i gonna say my chris rock oh i got lucky i got really lucky accidentally so i got ready for my hour and i lost my joke book and I left it at the store. I lost it. I didn't know where it was. And I was like, and I, by the way, if you're worried about getting canceled for something you say on a podcast, imagine. Wait till you look at the jokes that don't even make the cut. You're yeah. like, what if I said this? <laughs> I better not. I yeah. was in a panic. And so Shit. I, and so I just had to go through my memory, what my set list was, which was actually pretty good because it skinnied up. What was an hour 30? It skinnied it up into an hour. I found the joke book. And so then starting this new hour, there's like 30 minutes of jokes. I Wait, you found it. I found oh, it. Oh, so you go, but you go. Do okay. you know where it was? Uh-uh. On my wife's night table. I was like, if you say Janine Graflo's pussy. <laughs> Wait, what was she doing? Leafing was, through it? it? No, it was someone, someone found it and put it on her nightstand. Oh, okay. And then she just, she saw it there. And I, I was saying I lost my joke book. She's like, that's crazy. Oh my God. That's crazy. It, it had been work. on her nightstand the whole time. And then the other day, I come home from Alaska, and she goes, hey, is this a joke book you've been looking for? And I went, huh? Wow. It's like a sex tape. You're like, oh, it's not out there. Thank God. I and then I wrote the joke. And then I wrote this joke. Uh, <laughs> I said to my wife, I wonder if we'd have the same relationship if we lived in the time when I could hit women. Could <laughs> hit women. <laughs> and Dave, all I'll tell you is the answer she gave would have gotten her smacked <laughs> cut us laughing yeah. <laughs> oh no. Ah. no but uh no i your 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 team your your group your click has been like the coolest you know and there's uh, there's been cool clicks throughout yeah. but it's got to be like do, does that does that 
Do you realize that? No, it means a lot for you to say that because I'm not objective about it. But I do like that I had, I didn't have a lot of friends in college that stuck around. I have two friends from high school that stuck. But college it was more of a transition. I didn't get too close to anyone. Um, and then going into stand-up, I started to like stand-ups and like find more common ground. And then SNL, you know, I knew Sandler a little bit before that. I did not know Rock. Was it fun? Was that not fun? I knew Schneider. It was fun. It was so fucking hard. But really? you don't realize till later, you don't know who's going to really stay, you know? Um, oh, I so talked to Mike like Myers recently. It was fun. No, you don't know who's going to be like, you'll keep talking to. Oh. And then I'm back with Dana, which I was uh, liked on the show, but he was above me. You know what I mean? He was the, the class before me, but we always looked up to Dana and then talked to him a lot. Kevin Nealon, I see a lot, uh, who's great. Dennis Miller. And then- our guys wound up staying close. I mean, with the exception of Farley. I mean, this is, uh, you know, what's funny is, uh, I'll tell you this before I go, this sweater, when I put it on, I realized this is in one of my most favorite pictures in the world is, this is 25 years old. This was in that picture. Maybe you can pull up. It's backstage at Universal Amphitheater of me and Adam, Chris Rock's doing a show and Farley, and we're all laughing about something. And uh, I go, oh my God, this is the same sweater. I've had this for that long. Really? Uh, if you can see it, put the four of us up there. Oh, yeah, that third one. That's it. That's it right in the center. Isn't that funny? Shut Isn't that the funny? fuck up. And, uh, and uh, there's one we're all laughing with. But that night was Rock doing it. Yeah, that's when we're laughing. Because they're taking pictures and, and Farley's doing bits. He's like, look, it's the four musketeers. And Sandler goes, it's not fucking audio, dude. No one's listening. <laughs> and then he, because he, he was doing bits like he thought yeah, it was yeah, a video yeah, camera. Yeah. And then he laughed at that. And then uh, that was, that. but that was great. So I got this sweater still and uh, good memes. Good memes. Uh, thank you for Thanks, doing du- Thanks, uh, dude. You're the coolest, man. You're fucking stuck. Thanks for having me. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.